and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Happy 2022, guys. Oh, yeah. We're so excited to be back back in action feels like a year ago we're really optimistic about this year so yeah let's get into it let's create let's create so we did watch clayton's premiere episode we are going to get to it at the end of Mm -hmm. the segment we want to creep a little bit on our favorite bachelor stars so let's get into it so Tasha, she posted something on Instagram right uh, ahead of clayton's episode and it was this long long thing basically like kind of giving Clayton a shout out, giving Michelle a shout out, just calling out a bunch of people, I guess like saying that she's rooting Clayton on. But later on in this like novel that she wrote, she said that she'll always believe in this process, which I thought was interesting because it didn't work for her. Um, Thoughts? Yes, I feel like they say, they, I mean, people on this show say that all the time. Guys, I believe in the process. Like, this can work. And they're always like this. And it's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) This literally actually never works. There's one bachelor who is married to the person that he picked first. One time out of how many seasons of this show. But, like, Chris Harrison used to say that all the time. Everyone on Paradise always says that. Like, I remember grocery store Joe in Paradise was like, let's see if it can work again. I just got to be open. That's my grocery store Joe. (laughs) But, like, like, let's see if it can work. It can work. And it's like... Guys, this is a TV show. This is not like some psychological love match process, you know? And what exactly is the process? You dating all of your fiance's friends and maybe sleeping with a couple of them and then deciding which one you want to get engaged to and then break up six months later? Like, I don't know if that's like a legitimate process you should base your love life on, but whatever, Taysha. Speaking of Taysha, on Nick's podcast, his recent episode, he basically spoke about how... It's a, it's a legitimate concern for ABC that the host will be an attraction to the group of people. So basically, like, Caitlin and Tasha on um, Katie's season, it was a legitimate concern. ABC doesn't want the guys, like, fucking falling for the hosts. Caitlin and Tasha were both engaged right. to people on the show. So my theory is now, I think if Tasha is single, if she isn't back together with Zach and she remains single, she won't be the host. Because I think it's how can a very attractive woman host a dating show that she was on like two years ago and be the host and be like, oh, all these eligible bachelors, I'm not the prize to win. It's someone else. I see it so differently because like, I don't know, it kind of irks me that people are saying that because no one said that about Chris Harrison and he was a single man. He was old. Yeah. But but like, okay, but there were also rumors of him dating contestants at times, the whole Andy thing. And I think Chris Harrison is like, He's not not an attractive man and he's old and like powerful and rich. You know what I mean? And no one I just really feel like, like worried about that or even talked about it. And now we're like, oh, because Tasha's hot. She can't be like I feel a like it's different. and Chris, professional. Chris Harrison was never the lead of the show. Tasha just did this. She yeah. was just the person that went through all of the, the process and was going on these dates just because you're not the girl handing out the roses anymore. All of a sudden, the guys are not supposed to be attracted to you. I just... I get what no, you're the guys saying. Can be attracted to her, like, but we can't control that. And I'm sure girls could be attracted to Chris Harrison, attracted to Jesse Palmer, or attracted to Caitlyn Bristow. I feel like it's like not fair to to Tasha, honestly. I feel like Chris Harrison gives me dad vibes, 
and yeah. people are it's into not, that though. <laughs> it's not the same. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Well, I, this isn't me saying it's really going to happen. It's for like people listening. Like I don't know. I would love for Tasha to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Nick saying that this is a legitimate concern, and he actually said that um, he alluded to the fact that he knows of at least one, if not multiple, guys who I, I guess admitted to liking Tasha. Yeah, I ha- I had listened to the same um, blurb of his podcast, and yeah, it was yeah he kind of made it seem like. Yeah, I guess some of the guys were more interested in seeing Taysha when she came out than when Katie came out. You know what this kind of reminds me of? How, like, okay, The Bachelor will have his final two or three. And then right once once he gives the girl the final rose, it's like, oh my God, like, we're so in love. Can you believe I dated those other people? They're so laser focused. Like, okay, Ben and Lauren, for example. After the final rose, he acted like, yeah, but I'm totally moved on. I'm with Lauren. Like, Mm -hmm. it was 30 fucking minutes ago that you were, like, so torn and in love with someone else. It's kind of like this. Blake Moynes was on Tasha's season, and then he's on Katie's season. It's just like everyone is so incestuous. Yeah, that's true. I DK. All right, moving on. So everyone's talking about um, Blake allegedly dating Giannina from Love is Blind. Giannina took a selfie in a bathroom. I think it was like around New Year's or like literally on New Year's or something. I'll have to find the exact photo, but she took a selfie in a bathroom just being like Happy New Year or something. And then people really like dug deep and saw the cabinets under the sink of the bathroom and then pulled up some photo from when Blake was either like selling his home or trying to rent out his home or something they figured out that it's the same bathroom as Blake's bathroom and then this has all kind of now spiraled and people are kind of talking um if they're dating that was my understanding of the the situation yeah I'm living for this level of like sleuthiness I'm seeing these stories I think it may have originated from the accounts Justin take the batch also the funny batch um I, I love her she's um she's a friend of mine um so they did a really great job sleuthing so it looks as if like they're they're at least hanging out and yours truly reached out to Blake and I just basically wanted to see I knew he wouldn't say anything but I was hoping with his response he would be able to like give me something so I basically said hey care to confirm these rumors that you're dating Giannina and he goes can't comment really wink face and something about the wink face makes me feel like I can't comment really but you know you know oh yeah no the wink in my mind was confirmation that they're dating I wrote back to him and I was like oh I see that wink face he didn't have to add that I know right, I'm looking exactly, into an emoji yeah. here, but I feel like there's power no, behind that emoji. People place emojis very thoughtfully. Strategic emojis yes. going on here, and we can't ignore them. Did he respond when you said, um, I see your winky face? No. Oh, damn it. But, you know, maybe I'll get something later tonight. I love the idea of this couple, if it's true. Um, Jeanina was my favorite on Love is Blind. I think she's, like, so cute, really sweet, and I don't know. I feel like Blake finally, like, deserves a break after the the past few years. I'm here for Blake narrowing down his sex list to just one girl. There you go. Instead of, like, multiple girls, you know? So Katie went on live on New Year's Eve, and she shared a bunch of random crap. But the most important thing that I think you, Jackie, will be interested in, and our our listeners, apparently she talked about um, Greg's song for the 12 Days of Messy and how there was a chosen song. But she decided after the backlash she got from Thomas, uh, she decided not to go through with Greg. So 
Thomas, she did she, I Knew You Were I Trouble. I Knew You Were Trouble, yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm and pulling up the red track list. Uh, and Becca Kufrin unfollowed her, and she's still unfollowed her to this day because of it, because she was pissed. So Katie was just like, all it's going to do is rehash things that don't need to be rehashed. So, But she said um, she 100% had a song for Greg, and he was going to be called out. And she said the, the song choice is obvious, and everyone should have been able to guess it. So I feel like we should try to guess it. I mean, I mean my it's all too well. Just... is all too well, obviously. That's um, lame. But that's well. The thing with all too well is there's two versions. There's the regular version, and then there's ten minute version. Both kind of have different vibes because I feel like the original all too well is looking back at a relationship, and it's it's kind of you know it, it's sad. It's a relationship that devastated you. You're looking back on it, whatever. But then all too well ten minute version, which was released like two months ago it's more of like looking back on a relationship that ended and wrecked you but from the perspective of like you have hindsight now and you can see like how actually it was fucked up and it's more of an angry looking back at a relationship that wrecked you as opposed to the first all too well is like a sad looking back so that was a whole saga on like taylor swift history but i'm wondering which one it would be of those two because i don't know any other song from the red album that would fit if she's saying it's obvious it probably was all too well but i think a better song would have been everything is changed because i'm looking at the lyrics all i know is we said hello when he came out of the limo i'm sure he said hello your eyes look like coming home he got a hometown date and all i know is a simple name and everything has changed all i know is you held the door you'll be mine and i'll be yours and all i know since yesterday everything has changed like that's Katie and, and Greg. I like that better than All Too Well because I don't want the obvious. Yeah, but don't you think Even she's Even though she like said it angry? was obvious. Well, she said it was obvious. And I think Katie is like, like, she's not looking back on Greg fondly, which actually then makes me think it's All Too Well 10 minute version. You know what I mean? Like, she was angry. And I think still is. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I thought that was cool that he had a song. I wish that we could have just gotten it because that would have been so wonderful, but... Well, I just don't get at this point. It's like, really, Katie? You did the 12 Days of Messy. You did it. You made <laughs> lots of people very upset. And like, in and said you regretted it. it. <laughs> but like, you, you already did it. So why would you not just like do all of it? Yeah, go you know big or I mean? go home. Well, it's just like, and why like, now to be like, oh, actually, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. It's like, you just did with all the other songs. <laughs> And, like, is she going to be talking about 12 Days of Messy when she's, like, 45 years old? Like, yes, she is going to be talking about it. I mean, what, what's funny is, like, 12 Days of Messy started in December because, like, it was, like, the 12 Days of Christmas, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, it yeah. feels like it was a lifetime ago when this first started. That was the longest 12 days of my life, <laughs> waiting to see what this fucking thing was about. And, yeah, it, it's crazy that we're still talking about it, but... I figured you guys would want to know that Greg had a song. The song was Nixed, which makes me also think if Greg was in the original, who was bumped in? Very amazing point. Thank you. I would go out on a limb and say Mikey P because like, <laughs> uh, who the fuck? I was her, so... What was his? Oh, holy ground. Yeah, because he's, he's like a virgin or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember I was so mad that day because I'm like... She literally did not even have a relationship with him. Like, he should not get a song, but... Ugh, I can't keep talking about it, but... Yeah. Moving on. Roses are red, violets are blue. We love shaved balls. How about you? 
I loved shaved balls and Valentine's Day is coming up and we know just the gift to give to that special man in your life. So Manscaped, we've talked about uh, this brand on the podcast before. My husband got a huge box of Manscaped products. So they have everything from nose and ear hair trimmer. They have ball trimmers. They have ball deodorant, ball toner, because it's 2022 and balls need to be toned. Shampoo, conditioner, body wash that like smells like really sexy cologne. They have anti-chafing boxer briefs. Now, when I I tell you, so my husband got the box. He uses all the products. He's like, if you had just given me this as like a gift, I would be so blown away by this gift. We have a 20% off code. It is She's All Batch. And that'll get you 20% off your entire purchase. And your man's balls will shine like the top of the Chrysler building. Before we wrap up the creep segment, we want to do something called Clayton's Corner, where basically all it is is that we talk about our thoughts on Clayton's episode, but Clayton's Corner sounds cute and fun. So, Jackie, would you join me over in Clayton's Corner? Yes. Let me just grab my phone and walk right over there. Where to begin? Did you like the premiere? I did. I know you had very low hopes. <laughs> I had such, my my bar was so low. I must say I was experiencing a lot of bachelor, bachelorette burnout. I think a lot of people have felt that way. It's been a lot consistently. I So I really was not looking forward to watching Clayton's premiere. I was like, I can't believe I have to sit and give two hours of my life to this show again. But I was so pleasantly surprised. I felt like we were kind of, you know, back in the mansion. Um, we can travel again. So like, that's all really exciting. And also too, I felt like I was watching a parody of The Bachelor, like an SNL sketch of The Bachelor. And that to me is like when the seasons are the best. I also felt that way during Ari's season that I'm like, this is a parody. This man is not real. The way he speaks (laughs) to women is like so fucking cringy. I can't believe they're framing this man to be hot and desirable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. So I'm really I feel bad, though, because. Clayton is such a malleable man, I feel like, and they are just going to like ruin him. They can convince Clayton to do anything. Is yes. what I mean. When he opened the, the hotel door and saw Sally and he was supposed to not know who Sally was and that she was on the other side of the door yeah. and he opens the door. Hey. Like, it's just, my meme said, like, Clayton, you're going to open this door and look surprised, but you have to really sell that this is real, okay? And then it's like, cuts to Clayton. Hey. Yeah, he's he's malleable. They literally can get him to do... I don't, I don't know what malleable means. Like, malleable... I was, like, I was pacifying you before, but I'm like, what? Oh, I gotta Google this. At least I think this is what it means. I'm not very good <laughs> with vocabulary in general, but I think it means... It's like, like Play-Doh is malleable. Like, you can sculpt it and, like, make it whatever form you want it to be. Okay. Um, I'll Google it. But, malleable. Um, able to be hammered or pressed permanently out of shape without breaking or cracking. Okay, but that's where... Clayton easily in not, uh, because e- e- he will break and crack no another one's easily influenced which is what mm. you're saying okay yes <laughs> so Clayton isn't um being hammered or pressed permanently out of shape but he is influenced so I hear your point um mm-hmm. I really like uh when ABC goes out of their way to bring good interesting new drama not like we've yes, fallen into totally a rut agree. of every we've fallen into a rut of every single season they're doing the same fucking thing. Like, in Katie's season, every guy going up to her, 
Thomas isn't here for the right reasons. Okay, yeah. I'm going to talk to Thomas. I don't know why they're saying that. Like, it's the same fucking Michelle. Uh, Jamie's yeah. not here for the right reasons. It's just like, it is the same. I'm so, I don't care who's not here for the right reasons. Give me different drama. So that's why I really appreciated on Michelle's season, my guy Ryan with the notebook. I loved that. I thought that was yeah. so good because it's different. Sally was different. I loved that. I thought it was so interesting that, like, she shows up. Then I didn't think she was going to um, say she wanted to leave. Then he comes back with a rose. Like, oh, it was... Everyone seems to think Sally's coming back, though, and I definitely didn't get that vibe. I did write a note. I'm like, is this the last we'll see of Sally? I don't know. Um, but I thought it would have been so much better had she stayed. Could you imagine the drama that would induce that she shows up out of the... Li- or she goes into the limo to drive to the mansion with the girls with a fucking rose in her hand? Yeah. These Bachelor producers are really doing the Lord's work by finding a girl whose wedding date was supposed to be the first night. Like... That is just, I love that they actually found someone that had that type of drama going into the season. Not only that, did they find a girl who was supposed to get married on the opening night. They found a girl who they could so easily convince that that wouldn't be upsetting. Like, her marriage clearly, or her relationship, engagement, clearly just ended and this was supposed to be the day she's gonna get married and she just now that she's in the mansion about to start night one is like wow I didn't think this would really be hard for me it's like really it's obviously gonna be hard Um, that was the craziest part to me that she's like oh I just like didn't think this would be so hard it's like I did what do you mean do we know when she like when did she apply isn't the casting process like relatively length lengthy like I think it really depends I have heard that people have been like in talks with people for multiple seasons and it's been like oh we want you on this season and they're like oh it doesn't work with my schedule and then they get called back for the next season and then they end up going on and I've heard of people literally being plucked out of a grocery store and being put on a plane like two days later to go yeah I know Courtney who was on the podcast earlier on um she said she was so last minute that every time they traveled she had issues because they didn't have like all of her paperwork because she was like yeah. such a last minute sign on. I think Nick was a last minute sign on too on uh, Andy's season. Yeah, I think I've heard that too. Um, so yeah, um, I loved the Sally storyline. I totally agree. I think she should have stayed. If I don't care if she's ready, I want to see her flip out. Like that's why I'm yeah, watching. I want her unready actually. Yeah. Moving on to other people I thought were scene stealers. Claire so Claire's the girl that basically like she got really drunk and then said like was just openly saying that she hates Clayton and I have some thoughts Bachelor Nation said we hate Clayton like they aired the fucking tweets on live television and forced the guy to read them now that Claire's saying she hates Clayton everyone's like how dare she say that that's so like literally in my comments on my page on uh, she's all batch Instagram page they're like saying that it's ridiculous that Claire is not a respectable woman and I'm like what the fuck like well because I also said maturing is realizing that Claire is the normal one here right whatever like so everyone else is saying that Clayton's their dream guy based on literally nothing and Claire's out here Claire's out here spitting facts so absolutely and I think it was honestly refreshing to have someone come in meet the bachelor and be like he's not my guy because yeah everyone else just gushes and gushes and gushes even if they don't necessarily feel that way so I appreciated the honesty honestly and all these other girls who are like this 
is my husband after oh my no my person they said my, my person about person. 43 times after first off not even seeing him on a previous season because the timing right. of this Michelle's season had not aired Mm-hmm. before these girls were picked to go start filming the season. So they have never seen Clayton on TV before. They don't know who the fuck he is. They've only ever seen his picture. And then yeah. they've met him one time um, coming out of the limo. And they're like, my soulmate, my person, love him. And so it was like <laughs> nice for someone to come out and be like, mm, this guy sucks. No. Yeah, I fucking hate him. My favorite part <laughs> is when Clayton had to address the whole room. And it was, he was just basically, basically like, so if anyone else here hates me, just, uh, you know, let me know. It's like, I don't know. It's not like, oh, Claire and I didn't have a connection. Like Claire's running her mouth saying she hates you. That was just amazing for me. The thing with Clayton is he does seem to me though, to be actually very sincere and for the right reasons, quote unquote. It makes me sometimes like feel a little bad because it is kind of endearing like how he really does genuinely believe. Like that stupid letter that was from the, the kids from Michelle's season, but obviously <laughs> was not. Obviously like a grown 30-year-old producer wrote that letter and gave it to Clayton and he read it thinking nine-year-old children wrote that to him and started crying. It's like, this man believes. He believes in Santa and the two Yeah. Like, yeah. all the magic of the fucking Bachelor Mansion. What was funny, though, is, like, people cannot get past that, like, Clayton reminds people of Colton. I mean, even before we started recording, I just, I kept saying Colton. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I guess the names, too, don't help that, yeah. like, they're very similar. Um so much so that Colton was trending ahead of Clayton on Twitter last night. That's so funny to me. But I've slipped up so many times and I keep saying yeah. Colton. So especially because also too, not only was Colton's season um, not that long ago, but then he's had a whole resurgence in the media. I feel like we were just talking about Colton two seconds ago. Yeah, Colton probably logged onto Twitter last night and thought that everyone <laughs> like, was talking everyone about him. He's like, watched my documentary. My documentary, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is awesome. In reality, everyone just forgets that Clayton's name is Clayton. Aww. I don't know spoilers. I did not know anything. I looked at all the cast photos and I made a video basically reacting to 10 of the girls and just made like commentary. And the first girl I say is Teddy. And I say, I want to be friends with her. She rocks a scrunchie in her ABC photo. And that's all I need to know. And I thought that was really funny that like she ended up being the girl of the night because I typically suck at choosing who's like going to be the it girl or a, a girl that would get his attention. Um, based on the photo, at least. So I was pretty proud of myself that I predicted. What I think is interesting is, so she got the first impression, Rose. She's also being set up with this storyline of being a virgin and wanting to be in love, to sleep with, like, classic line of someone Mm. who they're going to take very far. And so I feel like they were setting her up to be a, a big, like, character. But in all of the promos, I don't see a lot of her. And I know that they are sneaky. And I know that we can't really, like, take everything that we're seeing in the promos for what it is at an eye's view. But I'm like, where the fuck is Teddy? That's a good good take. I actually didn't notice that. But while on the topic of the trailer, I do want to address, I've gotten so many comments about... Uh, do you know why they're spoiling the final three, the final two in the yeah. trailer? And like, I know not everyone is as um, aware of the production as we are, but like, 
I really wish everyone would just listen to this damn podcast because I feel like your eyes would be so open. I made a TikTok about it today just to get the word out, but I do want to elaborate. They are not spoiling the final three, the final two. If you don't see the two people in the same shot, they could do whatever the hell they want. Go to the She's All Batch TikTok because I I literally show the exact scene. It's Clayton telling the two girls, um, I've been intimate with both of you. He says it, the camera's on him. It cuts to one of the girls. It cuts back to Clayton. It cuts to the other girl. Those two girls could be standing at any rose ceremony from the entire season, and it's just them standing there. Like, it has, there's nothing that indicates that that is who Clayton's talking to. If it showed him and the two girls, sure. Then, like, maybe they did spoil it. Then there's a third girl. My mom said something to me. She's like, but why did she say, like, oh, he's in love with all three of us? I'm like, mom, come on. Like, did you see her mouth say it? No, it's a girl. It's a girl walking away and you hear the audio dubbed over. I can't believe he's in love with all three of us. Then you see the girl's face and she says something. She curses. She says like, it's fucked up. You have no, you have no clue. You have no clue if that girl is the one that said he's in love with all three of us. Like, we also have no clue if that sentence was even said yeah. Like those words in a row. Because remember, in I remember this so specifically, in Becca Kufrin's season, the main promo that they kept using was her crying and she's like, he just did what Ari did to me. And that was what they were using for the promo. And then like one or two episodes before the end, they totally changed the dialogue. And, when it, and then when it actually aired, it was like, I just did what Ari did to me. It was totally like different promos. Yeah. The whole context was different. So they changed the fucking sentences all the time. So no. we don't even know if that sentence was said. So I encourage you guys, like, go on YouTube and search for old Bachelor trailers. Mm-hmm. The trailer, first of all, the trailer that we're going to see for Clayton's season will be, like Jackie's saying, like it'll be drastically different by the time we get to the end because they assume you will forget, and you will. I mean, there are things that are in the trailer every season in the very beginning. They show people... Because they know by the time it gets to the end, you're going to forget. In Colton's trailer, they have him at the edge of a cliff looking at a ring. And it's like this like mm-hmm. over uh, bird's oh, eye yeah. view of him. Like knowing well that he never even looked at rings. A proposal wasn't even on the table. He admitted that they said they just wanted the shot. So they filmed it. They'll do whatever the fuck they want. So something that people were talking about online is that uh, Samantha J disappears by the end of the episode. She's the girl that showed up in a bathtub and a bikini with a black box, with a black box over yes. her bottom. So she goes in, is at the cocktail party and then just isn't at the rose ceremony, obviously doesn't get a rose. And then everyone's like, well, what? Like you're not even going to address it. Um, so she addressed it today. This is what she said, but I have a theory about this. So she says, well, 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 look what the handlers rolled in. Tell me you're on The Bachelor for the right reasons without telling me you're on for the right reasons. Disappears after entrance. Clayton and I privately talked night one. He was attentive, charming, and kind. However, a romantic connection is important in a relationship, and I've made it a point in my life to not force anything I'm not feeling. As much as I wanted to stay, it would not have been fair to try to take his heart as well as take the opportunity away from a woman who was all in. Although my time did not last long, I know the friendships will last a lifetime. Good luck, Clayton. I'm rooting for you. They just didn't want um, him to get rejected three times on his premiere. See, I I have a theory, though. If she self-eliminated after meeting Clayton, why would they not show it? And then a theory that I have is 
and some other people were saying this online as well people are speculating that she didn't want that to be her entrance and didn't want to like show up that way and she was like bashing producers while leaving because otherwise why wouldn't they show it unless she was like upset with production and how they kind of like got her to be you know what I mean wait you think producers like pushed her out I think no I think the producers convinced her to wear the the bathing suit and do the bathtub entrance but she didn't feel good about it so afterwards she like was upset and was like fuck this I just wore this bathing suit on national television I didn't want to do that and then left she posted a story that said what I wore versus what I wanted to wear and it's on one side her in the bikini and then on the other side her in a dress and she says I have some explaining to do hopefully I can hopefully can this week so Samantha when your NDA is up, you will be able yeah. to explain until your heart bursts because you could tell all about what the producers did to you behind the scenes. We can't wait. So two years, we'll mark it on the calendar. So with Clayton's premiere episode of The Bachelor, he was handing out all the roses. And we've said before, like, I didn't realize that roses were as beautiful on the show in real life until I had my own experience with Pomp Flowers. So Pomp Flowers is the only place I will be getting flowers from moving forward because the quality is like nothing I've ever seen, truly. Every single bouquet is massive. I think their smallest size is two dozen roses. So Valentine's Day might not be exactly around the corner, but the cool thing about Pomp is that you can schedule your orders. So if you're worried you're going to forget about Valentine's Day or if you just want to check it off and make sure you are totally covered for getting a gift for someone you love in your life, you can go to Pomp Flowers now and schedule it to be delivered on Valentine's Day, which is awesome. That was a game changer Because I feel like any guy that has Mm -hmm. an anniversary that they always forget about, you can literally schedule. I think it's up until a year. So literally you can put in all of your flower needs for 2022. You can Mm -hmm. do right now. And I recommend you do it right now because we have a 10% off discount code. Or you could wait and pay full price later. So you might as well use the discount code, right? So you can use Batch10, B-A-C-H-10, for 10% off your order at pompflowers.com. That's P-O-M-P flowers.com batch 10 for 10% off. Okay. So we're going to kick off bachelor encounters. And if you're new here, that's when you guys submit your real life encounters with bachelor stars in the wild. And we read them here on air coming in hot. I got a DM in the She's All Batch Instagram page and someone wrote very new listener to your show and wanted to share some alleged gossip. My friend's friend dated sad boy Greg in college, and they broke up because... Ready for this? I'm so ready. They broke up because he doesn't go down on girls. Thanks! And I wrote, stop it. Please share more. It's funny to me. The funniest part to me is that she's like, thanks. Greg doesn't go down on girls. Thanks! So I asked for more details because I needed to know. I said, um, I want anything more that you can get me, but my one question is... Did he know that's why the relationship ended and didn't care enough to change his ways? Because, like, maybe sad boy Greg didn't know. That's why, you know, maybe he didn't know the girl had an issue with that. Communication is key. It is. And she said, my understanding is he did know that's what was ending the relationship, but still refused to go down on her. This also isn't important, but apparently he wasn't an impressive student either. 
I was also told he does not have wet blanket energy, but has lax frat bro energy. Okay. Wow. Undress. Hmm. I have so many things to say because I'm not going to lie. When you first were saying like they broke up because he doesn't go down on girls. At first I was like, well, you know, that's like kind of hearsay like who knows but the fact that that was deliberately the reason that the relationship was ending (laughs) and he knew that that's the reason the relationship was ending takes it to like a whole different level to me because it's just like oh so you guys like deliberately had a conversation about this and you still (laughs) insisted on not doing it to the point that you literally had your girlfriend break up with you You it's like it's very different than just like a hearsay like yeah. He's butted sex or, you know, like whatever it's going to be. So that's unfortunate to hear. I'm happy to hear that uh, she said he doesn't have wet blanket energy. I don't believe that. But she also started off by saying sad boy Greg doesn't go down on girls. Yeah, like so he is sad boy. He, he is, is sad boy. Blanket. He is he has sad boy energy, yes, if not wet which blanket is, energy. Like, synonymous with wet blanket. It's so funny to me when she was like, he does not have wet blanket energy. And before you said like the other part, I'm like, how can you say someone doesn't? Because what's the opposite of wet blanket energy? Dry. Yes. Dry, no blanket energy. Like, I don't get it. (laughs) You know? Well, someone wrote as one of our um, reviews on Apple Podcasts, they said that we have straight out of the dryer, hot blanket (laughs) energy or whatever it was. Okay, so that actually is the opposite. That is the opposite, yeah. Um, let's also unpack the fact that he wasn't an impressive student. That doesn't surprise me. I never thought about his academics, but now I'm very concerned that he wasn't an impressive student. You're concerned. To be honest. I'm con- Yes, I'm concerned about his future. Between not being a good student. Not going down on girls. <laughs> not going down on girls. He's basically like shamed on television for at least like three weeks. I wonder if he ended up going to the fantasy suite with Katie if she wouldn't have picked him because he wouldn't have gone down on her. Well, that's a great point because Katie is so sex positive too. So and I don't Katie think they wants... would have been compatible at the end of the day then. Yeah. And Katie wants a guy that's like very smart. So she wouldn't be happy that he wasn't an impressive student. Right. right. I love your latching onto it. He was not an impressive student. I'm so concerned. I, I just like, him. I'm really, I love... Um, this is anonymous, but I love that this person felt that that was important to add. It's just so funny. Like, we're literally talking about him not fucking having oral sex with his girlfriend. And also, he had bad grades, too. So. And also, guys, he was not good at math. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just am now picturing, like, Greg on his college campus, like, being known for those two things. <laughs> What's worse, bad grades or bad sex bad sex obviously okay you're like no i'm concerned (laughs) he can't succeed his future the frat boy energy honestly disappoints me because we talk a lot of things about greg on this podcast but i secretly think he's like a cute nice guy and i'm like oh greg's here in new york city maybe one day i'll run into him and i don't like the frat boy energy i thought he was nice you know what i mean he's always posting pictures of him with his nieces you know yeah, I think he fits the wet blanket better than he does the frat boy, to be honest. But I f- yeah. feel like the sad boy energy is more like... I feel like sad boy is more equivalent to what he probably is. Wet blanket is like you're standing at a concert with a big-ass puss on your face and you're going to get a big fat fuck you. Sad boy is like how Greg was on the show, kind of moping around. Like, that's what I see Greg as. Frat lax boy energy is 
more of like a douchebag that fucks around. He clearly doesn't fuck around. He doesn't That's even fucking true. go down. That's T. So I really dissected that. So we're going to go sad boy energy from now on. No sad boy energy in 2022. Support the movement. Yeah. I love I'm literally, sad boy. I'm literally wearing a shirt right now, guys. Um, my friend uh, made it for me for Christmas, and it says, no wet blanket energy. I just love calling Greg sad boy. It reminds me of, um, like, on Gossip Girl, they would call Dan Humphrey lonely boy. And also, Aww. Greg gives me lonely boy vibes, too. Mm. Sad boy, lonely boy. Sad boy, lonely vibes. Yeah. All right, moving on. So this one actually wasn't submitted. It was from the Instagram account De Moi. I said it wrong last time. and But you did good. You're so French. Thank you. We. Oui. So <laughs> here it is. This one's about our fave Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete spotted in New York City at Gramercy Ale House with some other C-list Bachelor Nation guy. They left the bar because nobody recognized them. Actual quote overheard, nobody recognizes us here. So bizarre. They walked in like they were Brad Pitt. This is so funny to me. Just all of it. The fact that, well, who do you think the C-list person is? I have an idea, but I'm curious what you think. I think it's Dustin because isn't that his roommate? Yeah, I think so. And I feel like he's always with Dustin. Yeah. And Dustin seems like a stand-up guy, but I wouldn't exactly call him an A-list bachelor star. No, I would not recognize Dustin if he was walking down the street. Oh, poor Dustin. I know, but like, would you? Um, yes. Crossing paths, really? I would. I, I remember his face. Um, I could, whatever. I think it's okay. probably Dustin because <laughs> it's probably yeah. Dustin because it's his roommate. Was that who you were going to guess? Yes. Pilot Pete probably gets recognized a lot though, right? Like I feel like of all the people from Bachelor world, he's pretty recognizable. Yeah. And this kind of checks out that he needs to get attention when he goes out at a bar because didn't we have that Bachelor encounter with the girl from SantaCon that ran into Pilot Pete and he's wearing a sweater covered in airplanes. Like he wants people to come up to him. So this, this isn't really that shocking, but like To literally say out loud, nobody recognizes us here. Can we point out that like Clayton's season is airing. The last Bachelor before that was Matt James. Like you're several Bachelor seasons ago. And we had a hiatus with freaking COVID. I know. It's only going to get worse, Peter. You have to get back into the normal world. How has he been keeping himself relevant other than just being the Bachelor? He released his page turner. The Adventures of Pilot Pete. Right. And then he was also in Hannah Brown's page turner for being bad at sex. So like there really isn't much going on also, with Peter. But also too, like I think his season lasted so much longer past the end of the season because he like had the whole thing with Barb and Maddie and then he was with Kelly and then it was like, oh, maybe he's still talking to Maddie. It, like there was this whole saga that went on afterwards. So I feel like we were just talking about Peter for a very, very long time. Which is probably why he's not used to people not recognizing him and not coming up to him. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just, I find this very funny. I think Peter needs to like get a grip on reality. We get it. You were a very famous bachelor, but you're not Brad Pitt. Sorry to offend. Okay. So you're not (laughs) Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bye, Peter. So for our next Bachelor encounter, I actually stumbled upon this TikTok from this podcast called Hollywood Raw. And the host is talking about his worst celebrity encounter of 2021. And he actually said Tasha Adams. My least in- favorite encounter of the year was with Tasha Adams from the uh, the what? Bachelorette and the Bachelor. Oh, my God. Brutal. I don't brutal. think I know Not this. Not cool, man. You haven't she told was me this brutal. story. So 
instead of um, speculating as to what went down, we actually decided to invite the host of the podcast on. We have Adam Glenn on the podcast. Thank you, Adam, for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. How you guys doing? We are good. All right. You ready for this story? Let's spill this tea. Spill the tea. So background story, I worked for TMZ for many years and now my own online, what I call myself a street journalist. Some people might call me a paparazzi. And what I do is I run around doing celebrity interviews and um, I've been able to interview from the biggest stars to the, uh, the people hanging on for the 15 minutes. And, you know, it's, I've had, I interview so many people, I'm, you know, it's a very cool position. It's a very cool job. I get to meet a lot of people. This past year, Dax and I, uh, Dax, my partner, who I do the Hollywood, Pod, Hollywood World podcast with, said to me, who was your worst encounter? And right off the bat, I would say Tasha Adams was my worst encounter of the year. Um, Tasha, I had a tip that Tasha and her fiance at the time, Zach, were coming into North Airport. And this was roughly around May or June, I would say, because, and I know the date around because on the same flight was Keegan-Michael Key. And Key was on the flight coming into New York to host Saturday Night Live. So I was like, I was sitting there waiting for Tasha and Zach. And all of a sudden, I see Keegan. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. I care actually more about Keegan <laughs> than I do about Tasha. But Tasha and Zach are there. And usually the Bachelor people are very nice. I see them. I kind of wait for And Again, I've been doing this for years. I try to get them at the right time. Uh, I saw them. I wait for them to get their bags at North Airport. And once they kind of get their bags and they walk out of the terminal, where it's a little bit more of an intimate setting, I had my camera up kind of to the side. It's not like I kind of like, eh, like, you know, I wait for them to walk towards me. I go, hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? And they start ignoring me. And I'm like, I was kind of taken back. I was surprised they ignored me because I got the tip that they were on this flight. And usually when I get a tip from a flight, that means someone from their camp let me know that they were on this flight. So I'm like, I was surprised. So I went up to him again. I said, hey guys, what's going on? How are you guys doing? And they ignore me again. And I try to talk to them and I try to, I would say, butter her up, say, hey, how was your experience? You just, host, you just hosted The Bachelor. You know, how was this experience? Are you excited? You know, are the fans going to be excited about this opportunity? And she completely ignores me and they kind of give me the cold shoulder. And I'm like, kind of stunned. I'm like, what the, you know, this doesn't usually happen to me. Um, so I put the camera down. I turn it off. I go, hey, guys, my name's Adam. Are you guys not into this? Or is this what you're doing? And they still ignore me. I go, hey, guys, the camera's off. Like, I'm just trying to talk to you as a person. Like, my camera's not even facing them. It's down towards at my side, facing the opposite side. Like, the light's not on. I'm like, guys, my name's Adam. Like, I just want to talk. If you're, gonna, if you're not into it, I totally understand. And the guy, Zach, was like, dude, get out of here. I was like, what? And Tasha's like, I was like, are you serious? Like, what, what is going on? And they were complete nasty to me and uh they they weren't kind and i i tried to shake his hand i said listen man i wish you guys the best you guys seem like really happy people on social media I, and they they wouldn't shake my hand they wouldn't touch me they were complete assholes and it's funny because keegan michael key saw this from a distance and i went over to him i put my camera up i start talking to keegan michael key he was the nicest guy and i talked to him i was like dude did you just see that And he was like yeah what was that about i got dude i'm only here because someone reaches out to my side of the team, my camp saying they're on this flight. I, that's the only reason I'm here. I wasn't here for you. You were a bonus for me, but he was cool yeah. as hell. And we start talking about it. And from my experiences, again, I've been doing this for more than a decade, the bigger, the celebrity, the cooler they are. And I was so surprised by Tasha and how she kind of treated me. And then afterwards, 
when I just try talking to them as a human, be like, Hey, you know, I just want to introduce myself. My name's Adam. I just want to say, I wish you guys the best. This show seems, you know, the show seems really exciting. You know, he seems like he did a great job. They wouldn't shake my hand. They wouldn't talk to me. They're complete nasty. I mean, they, to be honest with you, they just didn't seem like nice people. Um, again, this is just my experience. Maybe they had a rough day that day, but I mean, this just internally my experience. A month later, I'm in New York City and I get a tip that Tasha and Caitlin, Caitlin Bristow, are going to ABC to do press for the show they're hosting. You know, they were doing the host and The Bachelor and Caitlin got out of the car first and Caitlin was super sweet as always. And I've met Caitlin a few times. She's always been very nice. I've talked to her on, you know, on, a ca- on camera and off camera, super sweet, her nice, Jason. And I then Tasha got out of the car and I started talking to Caitlin right away. And I could just see in Tasha's eyes that Caitlin was responding to me so nicely that Tasha was thrown off. Like, oh, I didn't know this is how you're supposed to respond to them. I didn't know, like, oh, you know this guy. And I could just tell that she was sort of taken um, back a little bit and she was trying to be a little nicer, but she was still confused, but she was still not completely warm. And I was focusing mm-hmm. more on Caitlin than Tasha. But, uh, you know, again, this past year, I've interviewed everyone from, you know, uh, you know, like the Post Malones to, I mean, I mean, everyone, big stars, but by far my worst experience of this past year, 2021 was uh, Tasha Adams. I'm stunned about the part where when you finally put your camera down and was like, hey, I'm a human just trying to do my job, um, that yeah. she still was pretty rude to you. Yeah, I was surprised too. How do tips work? Like you're saying it could, it was probably someone from their team. Like, could it not be someone's from their team? Like, is it, could someone else tip you off? Uh, with something like this on a flight, it's usually coming from their team. And I do know that, uh, I want some tea. I do know that Tasha yeah. was doing like setup shots with paparazzis, uh, for a while. Like, yeah. I mean, that's good tea. I love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't care. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. I do know she was doing setup shots with, um, and I, I don't, you know, I know she was do doing a lot of shot. bachelor people do setup shots. Like, cause I know I, the people I see like with the paparazzi or journalists, um, most often, like I see Nick and his girlfriend a lot, Caitlin Bristow, like, are they also, um, like calling to get people to pay attention to them? Or is that unusual for Tasha to be doing that? It's not unusual. It's not unusual. Okay. In fact, I, I, I'm not mad at that part. If anything, that's the best thing she could have done for herself is the business. Right. Hey, that's, and she's, listen, it's not bad for people just calling paparazzi. It's the biggest yeah. celebrities out there calling the paparazzi. I mean, it's, it's smart for their business and their brand to be doing that. Um, so I get it. And I'm not mad at that. I'm only mad she didn't call me and she wasn't nicer to me at person. Um, but uh, yeah, that is very standard with a lot of the Batcher people. I remember, you know, getting something that Nick was, uh, I, I remember getting something that Nick with his current girlfriend when they were in New York last was, um, and I ran into him on the street randomly. But I do know that like someone from the camp reached out saying they were going to dinner at some place that night. Um, Caitlin, I've never had tips on Caitlin before, but I've run into her on the streets of New York. Um, she's very sweet. Nick's a very nice guy too. I can't, you know, I can't lie. You know, they're all, of all the bachelor people, I've never had an issue with, you know, they're all pretty nice. Um, sometimes maybe you, you feel a little of the thirst in some ways, not, you know, I can't yeah. say which one's offhand. I, you know, I felt a thirst from but I remember there's this right. uh, there's these events in New York called Alex's Lemonade Stand. I think it's called, and, and maybe you guys might know this better than I it was. It's a charity event where all these like reality people go every year. And I remember going years ago, and there's a lot of bachelor contestants. And um, I mean, they're all it's like a community with these people. They all know each other. They all become like influencers, and they're all you know, Nick's very nice. 
from my experiences, I know Dale very well because Dale's in New York City. So Dale, um, I've worked out with Dale. Dale's a good guy. He's good to the people. He's good to the, you know, that community. Uh, Caitlin's super nice and super great. But again, Tasha, I was very surprised about. And it was just like, especially at the point where she's at in his career, I was like, you know. Well, it's also crazy. Yeah. She's the one calling people to come and then yeah. she's rude. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can't have it. Both yeah. I ways. mean, listen, I'm video. I'm not, photo- I'm not a photographer right. I'm video. So I'm okay. just like, Hey, what's up? You know, I know when she's doing the, the photo stuff, you know, I know she's got her makeup on, she's dolled up and she's posed, you know, it's like, it, do you it, have the footage of that day? Like before so you put your camera I down? I wish I did. Um, I deleted <laughs> the footage because I didn't do anything with the video. Um, the video for me was terrible. Um, I do have the video of like Keegan Michael Key, like when I saw him later that day. Uh, but I okay. deleted the video because it wasn't worth anything. It wasn't even worth being on my camera. I just like fuck it up. Okay. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it just did nothing for me. Um, if that makes Got sense. It. Um, I yeah. wish you know what. Like I didn't think I'd be doing interviews about it. To be honest with you, yeah. it was just uh, <laughs> you know, I, and especially because it wasn't the worst on camera. It was just like because if they're. From my experience, if, if a celebrity is not into it, I totally get it. I respect. I'm not mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it happens to me all the time. Sometimes a celebrity doesn't talk to me. I get it. It was the point, like, after the camera, when the camera was off, and I just went up to him as a human, just say, hey, man, I wish you the best. I'm walking one way, walk the other. I wish, you know, uh, congratulations on all the success. Try to shake your hand. I'm only here because I thought you guys were, you know, in, you know to get in. That's the part that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And from my, yeah. again, from my experiences, 99.9% of the celebrities I deal with will always kind of, you know, they understand my job will kind of give me a pound shake, man. Like, no, it's cool, man. I get it. You know, and either you play game, you play not, but at least I hope you just, you know, I, my, from my experience, I hope you just respect me and kind of respect my hustle and respect me for being cool. Cause I could have been a dick. I could have just kept filming them and just putting more attention to them, asking them messed up questions. I didn't ask anything messed up. I'm there because someone told me, uh, to kind of go, you know, that to be there. And like, you know, you're kind of roots me off when I was just trying to shake her hand and like, wish you the best. Just be cordial. Exactly. Well, that's, that's surprising. Cause she's very beloved too in the franchise. I mean, she's the host of the show, I, especially at that time when you have to be promoting the show and yourself. That's and true. Such a good launch. Like, this is like your opportunity to shine, like Nothing against Nick, but Nick just does his podcast now. You're hosting the show right now, like at, at that time. Like, this is your time to be a star. You take advantage of the moment. And the smart people get it. Caitlin's very nice and she gets it. You know, she was taking advantage of the moment, being super cool. And she's always been very cool. And I've talked to her off camera and on camera, her both and Jason. But Tasha, and it's crazy because I had a buddy who worked with Tasha before, I guess, before she did the show. And again, this was years ago where she was doing a little bit of like modeling type stuff, like promotional modeling, just kind of being like, just kind of working around doing like odd sort of jobs. And he had the best things to say about her. So I thought this girl was going to be awesome. And then I was like, I remember texting him right after like, dude, this girl was terrible. Like, I couldn't believe it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, again, other people could have good experiences. Unfortunately, my experience was not the best. Maybe the fame is going to her head a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I listen. The, the smartest thing you could do in the business is be good to the press. What happens next for her? I'm sure she'll do some sort of, I'm sure she'll be an influencer type gig and do some other things. And, uh, you know, I wish yeah. her the best, but uh, unfortunately, um, yeah. Worst encounter of 2021 though. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing this story. I know we do it. I do the Hollywood Raw podcast and we give a ton of dirt on there. If you want to hear some of my 
my stories from me, uh, kind of, you know, we interview bachelor and bachelor people, but also we, uh, we spill a tea on all the people like Kim Kardashian. And I know some good scoops that's going on right now in Miami. And that's where I'm at right now, but yeah, that's what we do. But I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no, we love it. Definitely check out Hollywood raw and we will talk to you soon, Adam. Thank you. Thank you guys. All right. Bye. With the new year, I want to start taking care of myself a little bit more. I'm going to the gym. I have like a skincare routine and something I really wanted to focus more on was whitening my teeth because I want that fresh, bright smile that I don't have to Photoshop in every freaking picture I take. So I found this brand called Cali White and I really, really fell in love with this product. So Cali White offers teeth whitening toothpaste and whitening kits, and they're made in the USA with natural and organic ingredients that are clinically proven to whiten your teeth by up to 7.7 shades. I feel like every other competitor, it takes so long to see results, and then by the time you see results, it's a half shade lighter. In the past, my teeth get really sensitive when I whiten, but Cali White's is no parabens, no sulfates, non-GMO, fluoride-free, SLS-free, peroxide-free, so I did not feel any pain whatsoever with whitening my teeth. I've had such a good experience using them. You want to be careful with what you're putting like on your skin, on your teeth, on in your body, and totally. I feel more comfortable using a product that is you know, made in the US, vegan, organic, cruelty-free, dentist approved, and like clinically proven to whiten your teeth up to 7.7 shades, signed, sealed, delivered. If you want to try out Cali White and make your smile brighter and whiter, go to amazon.com, search Cali White, that's C-A-L-I-W-H-I-T-E, and you can enter code BATCHPOD20 for 20% off. That's B-A-C-H-P-O-D 20 to get 20% off. We have Clay Harbor here from Becca Kufrin season and also Bachelor in Paradise. Clay, we're so happy you're here. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. So you left Becca's season early on due to an injury, right? Yeah, unbelievable. The, uh, the NFL football player breaks his wrist playing football with a male model, a medical device salesman, and... <laughs> a mailman i don't know if that oh was my god job, but um yeah I, I broke my wrist on becca's season and i was forced to leave early and uh yeah, it was just kind of difficult after that happened on the show you had to leave the show why was why did you have to leave could you not just get whatever medical treatment you needed to get and then like continue with a a brace or a cast or how did that work so let me go see this um the specialist right and the guy's like you know you're gonna have to get surgery so that was a problem. Oh. Like we're going to get surgery. And I'm like going through the time frame. And I was still playing football at that time, or I was attempting to. Um, I was on the active roster the year before, broke the wrist. And I was like, I'm still going to play a couple more years and then, you know, retire or whatever. And um, yeah, I was like, you're going to have to get surgery right away if you want to be ready. So came down to, do I stay here? I'd already gotten like the group date rows. And then do I go get surgery? Do I stay and see this through? There was talk. I remember... Um, talking to producers, uh, Elon Gale, he's no longer with The Bachelor, but um, seeing if I wanted to come back after I got the surgery, but two operations were chance, you know, like, oh, I left, but then I come back, but then he wanted me to come on Paradise instead that first year afterwards, which is also another funny story, which not a lot of people know, and I agreed to it. They sent the, the whole um, pre-ep, you know how you show what the guy's been up to since The Bachelor season? So the whole camera crew came to my house, like after that season, filmed my whole intro package um, two days before I was set to leave for paradise. 
I get a call. I wasn't getting any calls from teams. So like, I'll just go on paradise and, you know, see what happens there. I get a call from some teams, Buffalo Bills, New York Giants, uh, Cowboys, and they want me to come in for these workouts. They call them, call them workouts, tryouts right before training camp. So I, I have to make a decision. I go, do I go on bathroom paradise, yeah. go, train and get prepared for this? So I canceled. They were mad because I'd already filled, filled my pre my pre-episode, everything, and all set, my flights in two days. So I cancel. Grocery store Joe is one of my good friends. He wasn't even going to go on. You know, he wasn't going to, at least he wasn't going to start. He gets my flight, ends up going on paradise in, in my exact, uh, my exact flight, my exact position ends up meeting Kendall and becoming, you know, he's a first night guy and becoming grocery store Joe, the fan favorite. So I, mean, I always, I always laugh and give him, um, give him a hard time. Like Joe, if it wasn't for me canceling, you never would have uh, been so popular, you know? So well, yeah, man, I owe you. So he wasn't going on paradise before though? That year, that year, he was a first night guy, day one guy. Yeah. And he wasn't going on the first, he wasn't starting on paradise. He might've came. Oh, okay. You know, he was, he'd done all the testing, but he hadn't heard anything. Okay. As soon as I canceled talking to Joe, Joe, Joe calls me. He's like, Hey, I got a flight. I got this. He's like, dude, you, you just literally took my spot. So Joe took the exact spot that I was going to go on that first year of paradise. And I had to cancel because I went back and I trained for the NFL and um, fast forward. I trained, I trained, I had a, I had a freak accident during my training um, a couple weeks before my tryout. I'm out for the whole year in the middle of the workout. And that's how my NFL career ended. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And the next year I ended up going on paradise. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's rough. Going back to that, when you went to paradise, um, you, there was a lot of focus on your previous relationship with Angela. When you yeah. were being tested for that season, were they asking you a lot about that relationship? Yeah, they were asking me a lot about the relationship and, um, and talking with them that, you know, I was like, I, I wouldn't want to date with Angela there. I don't think that'd be good with either of them. And, um, but yeah, we're not going to, you know, Angela was on, you know, the last paradise. We're not going to bring Angela. I want you to find someone who wants you to be happy. I'm like, cool. If that's the case, you know, I think this should be, you know, smooth sailing, but there was, was some stuff about Angela. We dated for six months. I'd say we met, we met at a random party in, um, in um, LA and we, it just happened so fast. We started hanging out. We ended up like spending like three weeks together after we first met, it was crazy. And um, we enjoy each other, but basically just found out that we just weren't each other's person, you mm -hmm. know? And, it was, and that's what I thought it was like, Hey, like I enjoyed our time together and I, you know, like you as a person, I just don't think that we're, you know, each other's person, you know, I'm not your husband, you're not my wife. And I thought that, you know, it was a very like adult breakup you know, good thing that we, um, uh, you know, the, the split was good. And then, um, you know, brought a lot of things to light, obviously when you start getting the whole produced thing and the drama and you're on paradise and the next thing you know, it's like, wow, it's crazy. Well, that's what we like to talk about on the show is like all the producing and, and stuff behind the scenes. I kind of wanted to ask about the first, it might be the first or one of the first times that they mention your previous relationship with Angela is when Annalise comes up to you and, and you guys have a whole conversation about like, I don't think you should be here. You and Angela just broke up. Can you shed some light on how that conversation came to be? Because I have a, a weird hunch. It maybe wasn't Annalise's like plan to go have that conversation with you. Maybe she was provoked. 
if she wanted to have a conversation with me, the funny thing is about that. We're sitting at the beach all day. You know, we're in the same, the beach is small. It's smaller than you guys would think. Like if you guys really saw where I, you'd be like, wow, this is it. There's really just this little stretch of beach, like this little place where you eat a pool, a hot tub. It's like very small. And we're hanging out all day. You're hanging out with the people. Uh, first day, second day is when I got the date card. And as I'm walking out, literally about to leave to go on my date, holding hands with Nicole, Annalise charges in. I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, this was definitely, this had to be set up. I never talked to her about like, why would she pick this moment? If this is something that you have on your mind, for me, I'd be like, hey, Clay, like, let's let's go chat. We're, we're all sitting at lunch together or something. We're all having a, a margarita. Let's go chat. I'm just curious, like, you know, you and Angela have been, um, you know, you broke up a few months ago and, you know, she said that she doesn't think you're, you know, you're ready to go on the show or something. And I would, uh, you know, explain to her like, yeah, you know, we, we did break up a few months ago and, you know, it was a, it was a good relationship, but, you know, we, we both decided to go our separate ways and, and whatever else, but I never talked to Annalise about how that exactly went down and why she picked when she picked. But I think I have a hunch that it was probably had probably had something to do with her uh, being, you know, told to go and, you know, say something. Did you know that her and Angela were very close friends or like, were you guys all friends? I had met Annalise once or twice um, okay. before that through, through Angela. And we both had mutual friends and it's, it's it, bachelor nation's crazy guys. Cause it's like, everybody knows everybody. It's like this big fraternity or sorority, however you want to call it. And it's like, you go to someone's city, you, you, you know, you text that person, you hang out. It's, um, it's, it's pretty funny. It's great. You meet a lot of friends, but it's, it's a little weird because every, everybody literally knows like everyone from, from the show. And now like, I, you know, I got my cousin on the show. So I'm like hanging out with all these people, these different, um, different time periods and everybody in the show is like, wow, this is uh, it's pretty funny. I want to get to your cousin, um, Andrew, but in a little bit, cause I have a question about paradise still at crystal and Chris's wedding. So they randomly only let a certain amount of people stay, which was so bizarre to the viewer. Like it was very obvious what they were trying to do. (laughs) And crazily enough, uh, Nicole had to go back to the beach, but you got to stay. And so did Angela. So were you privy to the fact that that was set up or did anyone tell you like, Hey, we're going to need you to talk to Angela. Yeah. They were setting that up. They're trying to get me to, um, to talk to Angela once I got there, but when they told Nicole and the other people to stay, so I'm going here, I'm basically on my own and with all couples or whatever, you know, and, and Angela. And, and as soon as I got there, I remember uh, Kevin and Astrid. Well, Kevin came up to me and he's, you know, kept me and Kevin are friends and um, he kind of like warned me. He goes, hey, um, he goes, Angela like brought a bag. I think they're bringing her to the beach. Hmm. Like, and, like they said they weren't going to. He's like, yeah, she, she brought a bag. Like she's, she's definitely coming to the beach. So I like, I'm like, okay. So he told me Angela's coming. He goes, and also Angela's telling, telling people, this is what the conversation we had in the beach was about. We had this like hour long conversation. They broke it down to the funniest thing to where when I watched it, it was like, yeah, you don't work out. I work out for four hours a day. And I'm like, out of all the things we said to each other, that's what they decided to show. But Kevin told me, he's like, yeah, Angela's saying that you broke up with her to go on paradise. And that's what the conversation was about. That's what I approached her about the whole thing about the conversation we had on paradise when she ended up showing up we had this you know this talk was me mm. like hey like i don't know why you're telling people that i broke up i didn't say that i didn't say that 
oh, well, I, I heard that that's what was said, this whole conversation. And then we went into our relationship, started talking about, okay, like what were the reasons that you didn't want to be with me? I thought we were happy. I'm like, I just think we're different. You know, and then what they aired was me, like I was basically stating like, said something like um, her not having like a career or something. And it was just so out of context, her being like a stay-at-home mom, just wanting me and so out of context. I'm like, I have so much respect for that. And I love that. And I, you know, I just think that we're different people. It's not, you know, it's, it was nothing. The way it was aired just was like so different. Like, is this like things were switched around in the order? And I was mm -hmm. like, did this conversation even happen? Yeah, they, they do that a lot. We're learning the way they kind of splice things together. And it's crazy. Look at people's facial hair. So every time you go on the show, you go, you go to these things called ITMs, called in the moment, right? So they'll have you say the first day you come down, they'll have you the last day you're there, you have to do ITMs that day. They have, they'll have you switch back in the outfit you wore the first day, but this is the last day. And they'll ask you all these questions and coax you to say what they want you to say because they're filling out the story. Right. So you're in this outfit from the first day on the last day, and now you're saying all these things and trying to answer these questions that you don't really remember, and people think that it's this in-the-moment conversation mm -hmm. when really the ITMs happen the last day you're there and you're kind of hazy and you're kind of remembering. Obviously, you have different feelings about everybody and everything now at this point, so it's not really in the moment when you see a lot of these things happen. How do they get people to do that? Like, do the contestants know that that's kind of what they're doing in the interview is like they're filling in whatever story the producers want to fill. How do they say to someone, hey, put on your uh, clothes from the first week and we're going to ask you questions to fill in and fake a storyline. Like, how do they communicate that to you guys? Well, they don't make it seem like you're filling it and faking it. There's just like things they wanted. They forgot to cover questions. They forgot to ask you. So you go in and you change in your outfits and you're literally yeah. there for hours in these different outfits. You'll literally go in this outfit, like, okay, put on this shirt. You'll switch. You'll put on a different shirt. The shirt you had like the third day and like, okay, so like go back now or in the third day and, you know, like fill me in and you'll, you'll go through like the, They'll do like some of the narration for the story. And then you'll like go through like what you're feeling when like someone walks in or, something like that. Paradise was weird. Um, when, <laughs> yeah. I, when I first started dating, like Nicole, like I was like, I was talking to Kaylin before, before like Dean came in and like me and Kaylin had this whole back and forth, which didn't get aired at all. So when I first started, when I first got on Paradise, I got the first date card. I'm like, I'm taking Kaylin. I go, that's it. I'm taking Kaylin. And the, and going to the producers, like, we don't think you should take her. Like, why? I didn't know the whole Blake drama and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I want to go with you. Like, let's go to the state. I hope, like, please take me. I'm like, yeah, it's done. Take Kaylin. Like, you should take Viviana or Nicole. Viviana and Nicole want to take you. And I'm like, why, why don't I go with Nicole or uh, Kaylin? Because I liked her most at that point. And going back and forth between Viviana and Nicole. And I ended up uh, asking Nicole. And um, we, me and her went on the day. And I thought the reason they did that was because it was like this Hispanic, like, you know, Mexican carnival date and um, Nicole and Bibby were both, uh, they're both Hispanic. We both speak Spanish and I, like they were speaking Spanish and stuff in this carnival. Came back and I saw the, um, the Blake drama had unfolded. And then the next day, so I'm still interested in Kaylin and Nicole. The next day I come out and um, Jordan comes in, takes Nicole on a date. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do something special for like Kaylin and hang out with her. Then Mike Johnson comes in and takes Kaylin on a date. So I'm like, okay, the two girls I'm interested are gone. So I sit the whole day. Then the next day, I'm like, okay, I talked to both these girls, figure out which one I really like. The next day, Christian 
comes on and takes Nicole on a date. And um, so I go and talk to Cam, like, hey, like just taking a check for how'd your date go with Mike? So like, I love Mike, but I'd still be interested in like pursuing things with you. Um, you know, me and Mike are just friends. So I'm like, okay, cool. Then Dean comes in and takes Kayla on a date the second day in a row. And I'm like, wow, two days in a row. And I'm just sitting here at the beach, basically by myself. Like all the people are like dating and like the two girls I'm interested in. And then that's when um, uh, Kayla came back. She's like, yeah, I'm going to pursue things with Dean. And then um, Nicole was like talking to Christian and um, it was like a back and forth. If you guys remember that big fight between Jordan and Christian, which is oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, they ended up getting Christian ended up getting kicked out. Or honestly, I think um, my time would have been cut short there. I think that uh, you know Christian and Nicole probably had a little bit better connection than we did at that point. So, Jordan, thanks, man. I was going to ask about that because you made it all the way to the end with Nicole, and actually, when other couples are getting engaged, you guys are on the beach potentially getting engaged. Did you ever see an engagement? No, we never said one word about engagement i thought we we're both on the same page there it's like you know we're obviously we're into each other let's leave here let's date you know let's um see how we you know we we liked each other a lot but i don't i didn't think that either of us really felt like we're ready to you know propose and get engaged we dated for like two weeks you know 16 <laughs> days or something we even talked about that and then um you know the they split you up for like, like a couple days at the end before everything. So you don't see anybody for like a couple days, just the guys. And I explained a million times and I, in interviews to Nicole, to everybody, I explained, I go, listen, I said this in so many interviews and Nicole so many times and it never got aired. I go, I like you so much. I am starting to fall in love with you. I go, oh. go, my parents are, I, I've said that. I said that on the, um, they aired it a couple, when I said, I'm falling in love with you. And I go, I go, my parents were never married. I've seen what rushing into things can do to people, you know, bad relationships in my family. And I want to take this slow with you. I want to build this from the ground up. I'm going to leave here. I want to date. I want to meet each other's family. I want to meet each other's friends. I want to experience life with you outside of here and build a relationship from the ground up. Said the same thing a million times. Interview, Nicole, interview, Nicole. Not once did that get aired or shown. It was basically like, oh, they're breaking up. Clay doesn't want to like propose. I said this literally hundred times. They kept asking the same questions. So I go, I don't know what you guys want me to say. I go, I still feel the same. I want to date her. I'm falling in love with her. I want to build a relationship from the ground up. I'm not going to be convinced to, to propose to someone when I don't think that we're ready for that yet. I am open. I know we're on the bachelor and it's an accelerated pace, but if I felt it, I would be okay with it, but I don't, I feel like we need more time. And I said that a million times over and over again. Now, once that get air, and then when I'm watching it, it kind of looks like Nicole was expecting this engagement. I was just like, let's leave and date. I'm not ready for the engagement. And I was, I was like, okay, I don't understand what's going on here. But I mean, that's, that's the way it happened. And then it got portrayed in a certain way. And then we went to the, re we went to the reunion. Same thing again, asked me the same questions. Like, yeah, I was falling in love with Nicole. I wanted to leave. I wanted to date. I wanted to meet, every, meet everybody in her family, her to meet my family, see how we worked outside of this and build something special. Same thing. They didn't even air it. They didn't yeah. even air we at the we're at the reunion. And I watched the reunion. We didn't even they didn't even show I how they edit me out of this whole thing. I'm like, this is crazy. The edit like just edit me out the whole thing. Like, what was the point of me coming there? And they, they don't give you the dates for that. And I had this trip with my college friends. We went to Barcelona, we went to uh Croatia, we went to um um a bunch of went to Rome. 
and I cut my trip short early because like, you really got to come back for this. Um, you really got to come back for the, uh, for the reunion. Everybody's going to want to know what happened between you guys and, and everything. So I'm like, all right, like I'll cut the trip short and come back. And I did. And it didn't even like get air. So I was like, okay. That's bullshit. I remember you getting cut from it. And there were so many people that were asking like, well, wait, what about they, they were a final couple. What about Clay and Nicole? And it was so bizarre because you're there. You could see you guys sitting in the, in the seats, right? I was there in the seats. I wore, I was wearing a striped blazer, like a polka dot thing is like, you know, I was like, whatever. And I was like, okay, it didn't, what I was saying didn't fit the story that they were trying to tell. Yeah. I think for some reason they were trying to portray it as if I did, because I didn't want to propose. I don't want to propose like, well, if you don't propose, you, you should break up. Like it's like one or the other kind of thing. I'm like, all right. And I was even telling them like, if you're, if you go from this stage forward, you should probably, you know, you got to be like, Hey, I'm not ready to propose. Not one producer. I didn't tell one person the whole time that I was even considering that never told Nicole that said, I want to date her. So let's date. Like, I, I really, really do like this person. I'm falling in love with this person. Never changed that at all. And um, the one thing I did say is we had talked about moving in together at some point. Like when we go back home, let's just take this slow. Like we don't have to move in together. Let's enjoy each other. Let's travel. Let's do all this. And, and um, yeah, it was just this whole thing that just didn't really fit what really happened. When you had had those conversations with Nicole before you guys got to the end at the beach and there was like a potential engagement, what was her reaction? Like, do you think in the days where you guys were separated, her opinion changed? Cause clearly I think she went to that final thing, like looking for an engagement. Cause then she was like, all right, I can't do this by and you guys broke up. Yeah. So what, what I think happened was, um, she was, she, she wanted me to say, I'm in love with you. And I said, I'm falling in love with you. It's, I know it's a play on words. And I mean, maybe like looking back, I told myself, maybe I just like say I'm in love with you, even though I wasn't for sure there, you know, I'm like, I could have like lied and just said it, but I'm, I want to be completely 100% honest and transparent. Like, Nicole, I'm falling in love with you. I want to date you. She's like, are you in love with me? Do you want like, and it was so weird. It was like a bizarre at that point, like our relationship felt so real, but at that point it felt like so like TV to me. I'm like, what are we talking about right now? Like, yeah. let's leave here. Let's date. Let's just see what happens outside of that. And then, um, then after that, there was like, you know, we had the drama because she was like, I'm a failed NFL football player. And did like the whole stuff with like her, um, bad mouth me on like us weekly and stuff. I don't know. And that kind of took off too. After the show, we never, we never talked. I mean, I thought about reaching out to her a couple of times, but um, two weeks probably after the show, I was talking to some friends and somebody's like, yo, Nicole's got a boyfriend. I'm like, wow, she's, she's got a boyfriend already. It was like two weeks after the show. And I'm like, good, not happy for her. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to reach out to her if she, you know, she has a boyfriend already. Mm -hmm. So I was, uh, I was a little shocked at the time when, um, when I heard that, because it felt a little quick. I'm like, how did you meet and start dating someone in, you know, two weeks? But I know stuff happens fast. I mean, that's how me and Angela's relationship happened. Right. And ever since then, the last, the next time I saw her was on the reunion. And then um, hadn't seen her, had seen her one time, which is funny. I went to the Super Bowl. I was at a Super Bowl party, like one of these uh, little concerts, like Shaq's Funhouse or something. And um, a random Bachelor fan came up to me and she's like, it's so crazy, like seeing you here, like uh, you're Clay. I'm like, yeah. She's like, it's so weird that you're like so close to like Nicole right now too. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, that's Nicole. <laughs> and I literally, she was literally two people in front of me 
And I'm like, this is insane. I just, I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> and that oh was, uh, that was wow. at the single party. Yeah. But no bad blood. I mean, um, yeah, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Well, would you go back to paradise this summer? No, I'm, I'm retired from, uh, 35. I mean, Hey, Joe and Kenny, you know, two of my Chicago guys, Joe's 35, Kenny's 40 and, uh, they did very well, but, um, no, for me, I think my uh, reality TV career is over. Um, officially retired from um, from reality TV. I love. I, I still like watching the show. It's entertaining, and you know, I I, I enjoy watching my um, my cousin's um, journey throughout the whole Bachelor Nation and him and his friends because it's something I've been through already. And yeah, we talk about it and everything. It's like you guys. This is funny because it just reminds me of like when, when you first get off the show, it's like this funny like thing with you and your buddies from the show. And then afterwards it's kind of like, Oh, it was a fun chapter in my life. And I still enjoy like watching the show and it's cool, but it's like kind of, um, in the rear of your mirror. So to right. speak. Yeah. So your, your cousin is Andrew Spencer from Katie's season. Um, he very beloved, very beloved on this podcast as well. We, we love him. Um, do you think he could be the bachelor? Do you think he would want to? I think he should have been the bachelor. I mean, no offense to Clayton, mm. but, uh, mm -hmm. well, the next one though, after him, like, could he be the bachelor in the future? I think he could do it. I, he's definitely up for it. He's, you know, he's single. He's, um, you know, he's looking for, um, you know, I think he's coming over to watch the bears game tonight. Um, if, if we had talked a little bit later, you guys probably could have got oh, a candy. Tell him, tell him we said, hi, we love him. Oh, I will. But I think, you know, so he had had a, um, we, we thought he was going to be the bachelor. I'm not, I don't know what I, I probably can't say like, whatever. I don't want to like put out there, but, but we thought, I'll just say that we thought he was going to be the bachelor. He did. I did. I mean, there was, um, I, th I thought it was in the, um, in the books and, you know, then they kind of went back and, you know, went a different direction, but I was really excited for him. I thought he would kill it. He would be an amazing bachelor. And, um, Thought there were so many reasons he should have been he's funny and like you got to see some of his sense of humor on the show but uh i'll never tell him this to his face but he is one of the funniest people i know <laughs> at credit and i think he would it would be an amazing season because he is he's such a he's got a big heart um he's a funny guy and um i think it'd be great to have a you know a, a african-american bachelor we had matt you know matt some mixed biracial we got michelle you pull to have a 100 african-american bachelor as well i think that would have been um would have been a, a great thing for abc um i think they're doing a great job by the way and like all their diversity and that's something i'll say like they've they've really you know they heard the people talking and like hey we need to be more diverse and i feel like they've really done a great job with that if you look at the michelle's like final four guys you know you got three mixed guys four mixed guys michelle's biracial yeah. well i mean just a you know diverse um group of guys diverse group of women i think they've really um done a pretty good job with that and i mean you got to give them credit there because yeah. they were under some scrutiny for the longest time you look at their leads they're men and women they all look like they could be related <laughs> from matt to michelle and it was, it was pretty cool to see that they changed and um really implemented uh, a lot more diversity. I mean, they could do better, but I think there's been- There's progress. Yeah, definite progress. Um, and hopefully Andrew can maybe snag a spot as the bachelor in the future. Tag Andrew for bachelor, guys. I'm, I'm all for it. I think that would be great. Well, one more question before we let you go. I'm not sure, are you single? 
I um I'm technically single, but I've been seeing um okay. a girl recently, and I'm hoping that it will turn into something more than that. But uh, you know, time will tell. I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Hopefully, she doesn't watch this. Okay. You know, don't tip my cards. You know, right right now. But um, I'm seeing someone. It's not uh you know it's not uh serious right now, but I think that there's a possibility that we could um. You know, we could end up uh, dating, I hope, and um, hopefully more. You know, I'm uh, 35. I got to get my mom off my back some point, you know, <laughs> 35 and single, guys. Is, no, uh, you're fine. Trust me. Well, my my reason in asking is, well, because Tasha's back on the market and I wanted to see if like that would be someone you would potentially go for. But if you're seeing someone, maybe not. Yeah, I don't, that'd be some bachelor drama right there, you know, <laughs> a boyfriend, but pursuing Tasha. No, Tasha's awesome. I think Tasha, you know, we're obviously on Paradise together and um. She's one of the people like going in. I'm like, oh, I'd like to see um see what this girl's about. But like, you know, getting a notation, we were just such good friends, like a sisterly thing. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. So that that was uh that was fun though on, on Paradise, getting to know her and then watching her season. And you know, I thought she did a, a great, great job. Sad to see um her and her and Zach um break yeah, up. I know we're bummed over here too. I love that couple. Oh, <laughs> so all these breakups you have katie yeah. zach you know yeah good luck with this girl hopefully uh things go in the right direction for you guys um and if not we'd love to see you come back to the beach even though you say you're retired <laughs> hey uh you know you can always come out of retirement right <laughs> right never say never well thank you so much clay for coming on this was so fun you spilled a lot of good tea here hey i, I love uh many guys anytime um i appreciate you guys having me on and um, I'll, I'll definitely tell andrew that uh, you guys said hi Please. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. And that's our show for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow She's All Batch on Instagram and TikTok. And you can follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. We have a a new Facebook group that is for people that really love the She's All Batch podcast and love talking about Bachelor Nation drama. We're going to be offering exclusive giveaways in that group. We're going Mm -hmm. to be polling you guys if we want feedback on an episode or if there's someone that we're you know if we have an idea and we want feedback like we're going to be going to this group and using you guys to kind of help weigh in on future episodes so you guys feel like you're a part of this podcast because we're all one big happy family here so if you're interested go search she's all batch on facebook groups and request to join there have been people that have messaged me saying they can't find it for those people, I've just sent them the link. So you should be able to find, like, just search it. Um, but if you have an issue and you do want to join, feel free to just DM me and I'll send you the link. And yeah, we could chat in there further. And thanks again to our sponsors. Guys, be sure to check them out if you're interested. We have Manscaped. You can get 20% off your order if you use code She's all batch at checkout. And then check out Pomp Flowers. If you use code batch10, you can get 10% off. And if you want to brighten your smile, you can go to amazon.com and search for Callie White and use code batchpod20 and get 20% off. Talk to you guys next week. Bye, bitches. Bye.